0: Morena and welcome to the Dawn Chorus. I'm Bernard Hickey. This is my daily podcast that goes out with my email newsletter, The Kaka. And it is Friday the 15th of December. Today I want to talk about six things that have happened in the last couple of days that I think are worth noting. Firstly, we got GDP figures for the September quarter yesterday. It showed a 0.3% fall in GDP for the September quarter. Now that was worse than a lot of economists were expecting and certainly worse than the Reserve Bank was expecting. It shows that the economy overall actually contracted and when you consider that we had more than 2.5% population growth that means that GDP fell substantially uh, per person. Now, this is largely because the Reserve Bank has put up the official cash rate from virtually naught to 5.5% and did it through the end of 2021 and through 2022. Didn't really stop until early this year. Monetary policy works with a lag of about 18 months to two years, so putting up interest rates in that way has taken a while, but it is really now bearing down on the economy and consumers in particular. So this was, because it was such a surprise, we saw a significant fall in uh, wholesale interest rates, uh, as much as 30 to 40 basis points yesterday, as people in financial markets start to price in the potential for rate cuts uh, from early next year. Now this is on top of big news yesterday from the US Federal Reserve, which uh, announced what effectively was a pivot in its view on interest rates. Up until now, the Fed, like most central banks, has been very nervous about uh, taking its foot off the brake too quickly. It's all, they're all trying to reduce inflation, obviously, and get it back down towards 2%, and they're still not there yet the United States. Core inflation is still at 4%. So uh, there's a standoff developing between the markets who say we expect rate cuts next year and central banks who are saying publicly that they're unlikely to cut rates next year. So yesterday when the US Federal Reserve put out its latest forecasts or projections that it calls its dot plot uh, it showed that it is expecting to cut rates by 75 basis points next year. Now that's not as much as the more than 100 basis points that financial markets are expecting but still it was a clear pivot and so all around the world you've seen uh, prices of bonds go up also prices of stocks go up because remember when prices of bonds go up the yield or the interest rate on that bond falls so uh, why should we care here in Aotearoa New Zealand well um, mortgage rates are um, a function of a bunch of things here. The fixed rates that people are offered, you know the one and two year rates, is a function of uh, what's happening in global interest rate markets but also at the margins what's going on with our official cash rate and ultimately bank profits. So in the last two to three months we've seen the uh, swap rates, the wholesale rates for that underpin those fixed mortgage rates they have dropped around about 100 basis points so the question now is when will the banks cut mortgage rates and you'd have to say if any of them are feeling in a Christmassy spirit and are keen to compete with each other then you could see mortgage rate cuts or at least the discounted versions the one One year, eighteen month, two year versions, cut before the end of the year. So that that's the first two of my six points. Uh, Firstly, um, the Reserve Bank hiked interest rates sharply, told us to cool our jets, and this year 2023 is the year we cooled our jets good and proper. Secondly, uh, that now begs the question: When will the banks choose to pass on these big falls in wholesale? interest rates and essentially give up uh, further profit growth. Now thirdly, um, we've got news uh, from an exclusive from Katie Bradford at TVNZ in the last day or so about just how many people are being prosecuted for fraud after receiving the wage subsidies during the COVID lockdowns. About $18.8 billion was paid out in the end to businesses who claimed that they um, needed the wage subsidies to keep employing people. There were a bunch of people who, in the end, uh, didn't need the money. Now, some people have given it back. Uh, we've seen upwards of 25,000 wage subsidy payments repaid, about $820 million worth But Katie reports from the Ministry of Social Development, who are the ones who are having to check and chase down people, that they now have 50 full-time staff working on prosecuting, investigating cases of wage subsidy fraud. Um, There have been 39 people brought before the courts in relation to just $3 million of payments. Remember, $18.8 billion was paid out. And there's been civil recovery action against 40 businesses. So that's 79 businesses or so. However, MSD says that um, they currently have 11 cases of what they call significant and complex fraud underway and that they've been referred to the Serious Fraud Office and that there are 900 investigations underway. Now this is great news and I think a tribute to the work that Grant Nelson, Uh, and others have done to highlight the lack of action until now by MSD and the government in prosecuting the fairly uh, blatant and very large uh, cases of fraud or at the very least uh, companies who didn't need the money not giving it back and there are a bunch of large companies who haven't. So I think that's uh, interesting to look at. Yesterday Number, number four, uh, we've seen uh, the government announce that it's scrapping the clean car discount. Remember, this is the thing that, that, that the opposition called, or then opposition called, the ute tax. Now, this obviously provides a rebate for people who buy electric cars, um, and up until recently, hybrid electric cars. And it's been very effective at accelerating the take-up of electric cars. We'll now drive electric... Uh, which is um, uh, an advocacy group, has put out its own research saying that cancelling the uh, clean car discount scheme uh, will mean that uh, you'll see significant amounts of uh, people choose not to buy cars and that this is going to increase New Zealand's fuel costs by that $900 million. Remember, we import all our fuel and when you swap from diesel and petrol to electricity you're effectively swapping from importing your energy to buying it domestically and that means that there will be about 900,000 tonnes of emissions extra because of the cancellation of this clean car discount scheme. Because of that um, Drive Electric reckons that the government now will have to buy carbon credits uh, at a cost of up to 680 million dollars. So the government argues that it will save money, not having to pay for the rebates, and that people will buy the cars anyway. However, um, the regulatory impact statement, which the government has received but is not releasing yet, um, obviously implies that there are real costs to dropping this scheme, not just to our emissions profile, but to the actual costs of uh, not just running our cars, but having to deal with the emissions. Now the other big news in the last 24 hours is that um, we're now starting to see claims made to the Waitangi Tribunal over the government's actions. A claim yesterday was lodged with the Waitangi Tribunal over the dismantling of Te Aka fire order, the Māori Health Authority, arguing that this will discriminate against Māori and be in breach of the Treaty you'd have to say that the government's moves on smoke-free legislation are very much in that category. Uh, and it's interesting to see groups of doctors and various other civil society groups coming together to really hammer away at this one and at Shane Retty the health minister, um, because it's clear that this legislation uh, helped Māori and Pacifica, particularly young people, and particularly women a lot more and by not doing it you are damaging a particular group in a particular, a particular way. Aisha Varel, the former Health Minister, believes that by repealing these moves it will mean Māori women die on average two years earlier than other people. And finally, uh, I just wanted to point to a piece of research that's come out this morning from First Union, the CTU, and 350 Aotearoa, which looks at how the Gentailers, the big power companies, have um, run their profit policies, dividend policies, and investment policies over the last decade or so. And it shows that they have paid out $10.8 billion in dividends to their shareholders, And remember that the um, three of those big four, so we're talking Meridian, Genesis and Mercury, are 51% owned by the government. Contact is the full privately owned one. So they've paid out $10.8 billion in dividends from their profits, and sometimes more than their profits, but they've only invested $4.5 billion in new power projects. So uh, this idea that you need uh, power price increases, higher profits because you're reinvesting and building renewable power it's just not true for every extra dollar of profit uh, you're seeing the dividends going back to shareholders at a rate of two dollars for every one dollar that is reinvested in renewable energy now the big four would say that ah that was then this is now we're planning to do a lot more investing Now, but uh, certainly challenges the narrative that uh, the Gentailers need those higher prices and profits to reinvest. So there's the six things just before six o'clock on Friday the 15th of December in our dawn chorus. Firstly, the Reserve Bank has cooled our jets good and proper as the GDP figures show. This means the banks will have to think about cutting mortgage rates soon, possibly before Christmas. The government has scrapped the clean card discount scheme, but it's going to cost us potentially up to $900 million extra in fuel costs and potentially cost the government up to $900 million in in uh, extra credits that we'll have to buy. The MSD is finally prosecuting wage subsidy fraud properly after three years. The Waitangi Tribunal now f- f- will have to deal with claims uh, against the government's actions on Te Aka Fai Ora and potentially also on smoke-free and new research showing that the dividends paid out by the gin Taylors run at two dollars for every one dollar reinvested in uh, renewable energy. I'm Bernard Hickey, that was my Dawn chorus. I hope you love the background birds on Friday, the 15th of December. Kakiteano.